Hey everybody, welcome back to Castle Walsh, a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. My name is Sam, and on today's episode, we'll be going over season two, episode nine, called High Wire, and this premiered on October 1st, 1992. So this episode starts out, and Kelly is taking a shower. We obviously do not see her in the shower, but we know the shower's running, and we kind of see the from, you know, the bathroom. Then you see David is listening to music uh, with his Walkman. So in case you don't know what a Walkman is, it is um, for cassette tape. So it was prior to the Discman for CDs. Um, so he's kind of just dancing around, listening to his Walkman, and he's singing, doing his little spins, doing his David moves, and walks into the bathroom just as Kelly walks out, and he sees her naked, and he obviously can't stop staring, and she's like, get out, freaking out, and then just, you know, completely embarrassed. So I guess that's the joys of uh, now living with, uh, you know, someone your age from school. Then we are at school and we see Andrea is still wearing a vest. So the vests are still in in uh, late 92. Um, she is talking about, you know, college meetings. I guess they're starting to speak to counselors for, you know, figuring out where they want to go to school. And she's really nervous about getting into the right college because obviously Andrea being Andrea, that's what she's like. Um, she's also worried about paying for school because we know, you know, money is an issue uh, for Andrea. But for Andrea, Yale is the only school that she wants to go to. She's been dreaming of it since she was a kid. So um, Andrea has set her sights high on the Ivy Leagues. And, you know, based on obviously Andrea's, um, you know, brains and you know her dedication to school uh it doesn't seem out of reach for her then we see uh steve is having a problem getting into his locker and he goes to see this maintenance man to help him out and the reason why they showed that clip is because it's very quick but we will uh come back to that because uh something happens later on with steve and the maintenance guy then we uh, see kelly is telling donna about david walking in on her and she's kind of just nervous she doesn't like you know she just feels that, like, you know, his eyes are on her now because he's seen her naked. Um, then Mrs. Teasley stops by, and she mentions to Kelly that she missed her um, college appointment. So she was supposed to meet with her counselors talking about schools. And you just see, like, Kelly just seems very uninterested in college, which I know, like, Kelly, Kelly seems like she's an average student. I don't know why... Um, she has no interest in college. I think it's just a way for them to make it seem as if she and Dylan have something in common because um, they're trying to force them together uh, for their viewer's perspective. But I mean, it's just, it's just, she, her character changes more than anyone, I think, in the future. I mean, you'll, you'll see as we get there, but it's just very interesting that she just doesn't seem to care about college whatsoever, um, which is just, you know, so unlike her. Um, then we see David in the DJ booth and he's reading an announcement and as he's reading the announcement, he sees Kelly and then has a flashback of seeing her again and he gets all flustered and Steve kind of walks by, he's like, what's going on? Comes in and asks him, you know, if everything's all right and he tells him that he walked in on 
uh, walked in on Kelly and he didn't believe him. So he asked him if she has any, uh, you know, beauty marks or anything like that. And he, uh, he saw it obviously. So Steve was like, Oh my God, you saw her. And David just says she's a goddess. So I guess Kelly looks really good naked. And Steve obviously agrees because we know Steve has seen Kelly naked. Then we see Nikki and Brandon, and it seems like they're officially a couple now because they're making out by the locker. So they're uh, they're a thing now, and they're definitely a cute couple. I like um I like Brandon with Nikki. Then Kelly is still mad at David. I guess she just feels that he's always staring at her. Donna's playing it off because she doesn't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, I guess to Don is like whatever it happens but I feel like maybe if the roles were reversed she'd feel differently I mean I kind of get it why Kelly would feel uncomfortable about it and especially if David just keeps staring at her then we're at the peach pit and Brandon is there with Dylan and Kelly walks in and he makes a joke about David walking in on her uh and so I guess, you know, got way to Dylan about this. And Dylan just starts flirting with Kelly because that's what they do. It's normal to flirt with your uh, your girlfriend's best friend, uh, especially when his, her brother's right there. But whatever. Then they start talking about college again. And we see they're in the same boat about not having any interest in college. Um, I, I, it's just I really think that it's just a way to make the audience think that they should be together because they don't want to go to college. It's just silly. I mean, I kind of get Dylan's perspective on things, um, not really having interest, but I don't really understand Kelly. Then we see Andrea sleeping on her uh, couch at her grandma's house. I also want to know, like, how, how often she's at her grandma's compared to her parents' house. Because I know she was using her grandmother's address for to go to school there, but then she got caught, so she kind of had to live there. But is she living there, like, weekends going to her parents during the week there? Also, like, she couldn't get, like, a cot or something for her? I mean, she's literally sleeping on a couch, but... I mean, I guess if you're in high school, it's a little bit easier. But she, um, we see her, she's... Having a really bad dream, she thinks she's in the circus and she's trying to get across a tightrope and we see Mr. Myers is there and he's shaking the tightrope trying to, you know, get her to fall and then she kind of wakes up and, you know, is freaking out. Then we see Brenda and Brandon in college meetings and it's funny because they're not in it together, obviously, but they go back and forth between Brandon, what he says, and then Brenda, what she says. And it's very funny. They very much have the twin thing going on because they're both basically saying similar schools, having similar, you know, interests in, you know, the schools that they want to go to. Um, and it's just, you know, they're twins. So then uh, back at the Walsh house, Jim and Cindy are talking about colleges, um, you know, about Brenda and Brandon going to college and Jim and Cindy tell the kids that basically, unfortunately, money is an issue. Business is slow. Maybe Jim should have moved back to Minnesota. But anyways, business is slow. So they can only afford for one of them to go to an expensive out-of-state college. Um, I do imagine being a parent of twins or triplets is definitely nerve-wracking when your kids are going to college because you're paying for college for two children um I mean obviously there's financial aid and stuff but 
I mean, paying for two kids is definitely, um, definitely a lot of money. But they will only allow, I guess, one of them to go to an expensive out-of-state college. Um, And then, obviously, Brenda and Brandon are arguing about who gets to go to school out-of-state. Because they both mention schools like Northwestern. They're they're open to going kind of anywhere. Then we see Donna is talking to Mrs. Teasley about her college, you know, uh, her meeting. And she's talking about her learning disability. And maybe she would have, you know done better had they found it sooner and it's really sad because you know we have yet to see Dr. Martin and this is not really on par with his character um when I mean by character a personality trait of his uh because she basically says that her dad uh wants her to stay in school or go to a community college because he doesn't think that she's smart um and it's it's sad because knowing Dr. Martin when we, I don't know when we first see him, but that is the polar opposite of who he is. It's, you know, he's a really good guy and, and Felice Martin, her mom, it was always kind of bad cop, good cop. And it was good cop was always the dad. So it's kind of funny that they've said that, but I guess they haven't really, um, being that we haven't seen him yet. They haven't developed it as much. But so Donna doesn't really think that, you know, she has the ability to go anywhere um, expensive. So then David is staring at Kelly once again, um, telling Steve about it. um, And then we see Andrea is talking to Mr. Myers and she tells him that she wanted to go to Yale. And he basically said, uh, good luck with that, um, but they're very selective. So we know that, uh, we find out here that he actually went to Yale. And then um, she thought his kind of comment was a little bit rude. So she then complaining to Brandon about, you know, Mr. Myers. And, you know, basically Brandon just says he has his own problem, you know, basically because obviously he was just informed that he or Brenda can go to the school. Um, and it's funny. So they're having this conversation. I just wanted to note this. And if you watch this, they are having this conversation by the lockers. There is a couple behind them going at it. They are making out and it's just two extras that they were just told to make out. I thought that was really, really funny. And I was not really looking at Brandon and Andre. I was looking at the couple making out. I thought it was pretty funny just to, you know, throw that in there. But I mean, I guess kids do that in college and high school. Then Steve is telling Mrs. Teasley. I mean, he's acting like a cocky little, you know, you know who. Um, and that he only wants to go to USC. USC is the only school for him. He's a legacy. His whole family that, you know, went there. Money's not an issue. He thinks he's going to USC. Um, he's a D plus student, as Mrs. Teasley tells him. So why does he think he's going there? Because of money and legacy. Um, I can tell you... Um, my cousins, one is a USC graduate. Her younger brother is a sophomore there now. They are extremely intelligent and it is not an easy school to get into. So, I mean, granted, this is obviously 1992, but I think it is funny that Steve thinks that, I mean, he could just get in there. I mean, we know Lori Lachlan basically, you know, paid for her daughter to get in there. I mean, it's not an easy school to get into. So with a D plus, there's no way 
he's getting into USC. Then we see uh, Kelly's telling Brenda that she feels like she's lost, like she doesn't know what she wants to do with the rest of life. And, you know, later that night, Brenda's telling Dylan about it, like saying, you know, Kelly just feels lost. And he basically says that he doesn't want to go to college and maybe Kelly doesn't either. And Brenda just thinks it's ridiculous. Um, She says to him, you know, what are they going to do when she goes away to school? And he basically just says that they'll cross that bridge when they get there. Because in her mind, I think she's thinking that she might go to the out-of-state school. And if they're still going to be together, what are they going to do? But, you know, it's, I mean, we know what happens usually with uh, high school to college relationships. Um, but then Brenda is telling Jim about Dylan not wanting to go to school and he makes a really valid point saying, well, I mean, Dylan never really had these goals or aspirations, so I don't really, you know, why are you surprised in a way? Um, he has money, and Jim basically says to her, um, you know, you need to really ask yourself, is Dylan really what you want? Because, I mean, I don't think he thinks they're getting married, but I think he thinks you know, Brenda has different goals, Brenda has aspirations, and he doesn't. So it's something that she should really think about because the following year she's going to be in, uh, she's going to be in college. So then Brandon comes home and he's already acting like a brat um, because he just, I think he just thinks he's going to concede and Brenda will get what she wants. And he's like, you know what, I'll just apply to California University. Is California University USC? I don't know. I've never heard them call. I mean, without giving a <laughs> spoiler alert, I mean, I'm, I'm sure most people have watched it, but I mean, they do. California University is a school they go to that's not USC. Um, but Steve mentioned USC. Brandon's now missing California University. Is that supposed to be UCLA? <laughs> I don't know. But it's just, um, there's a lot of confusion with the schools. But he's basically saying he'll apply to a California university. It's a state school, so it'll be cheaper. Or he'll go to Minnesota, you know, University of Minnesota, and he'll use grandma's address. So basically just, you know, conceding to Brenda. And then Jim and Cindy are talking about it. And she mentions maybe taking out a second mortgage on the house because she just feels bad that, both kids, you know, wouldn't be able to get that opportunity. Now, my question is this. Brandon and Brenda are intelligent kids. Is it out of the question to think that they can get academic scholarships um, at for out-of-state schools? I mean, wouldn't that, I mean, you'd think that would help in some way. So... I don't know. Um, But then we see Andrea is having another dream about, uh, you know, being in the circus, doing the tightrope thing again. And this time, instead of shaking the rope, we see Gil is sawing the tightrope. So he is trying to prevent her from getting across this tightrope. And this is Andrea's, you know, dream about Mr. Myers. So then late one night, uh, Steve meets BJ Harrison about getting the legacy key. 
Um, I think that he realizes that he needs to get into this grade bang thing or whatever. Um, he needs to change his grades because after his meeting with Mrs. Teasley, he realizes that he cannot uh, get into USC with his D plus average. So he goes to school that night to check it out and the key doesn't work. He tries to get into the school and he can't get in. So then he meets BJ the next morning and he thinks it was a joke. He thinks BJ just was messing with him and BJ's like, nope, that was the key. That was a master key. Maybe they changed the locks because I'm telling you, there's, I gave you the right key. It worked for me, I guess. I mean, he didn't say that, but he's basically saying, you know, it was, uh, that's what, you know, he used basically. Then we see Donna is in art class and her teacher's telling her that she's really, um, a gifted artist. She's got, you know, great drawings and she should look into art school. And you see on, um, you know, Donna's really happy about that because, she didn't really, she wants to go to school, but she felt she couldn't go to a good school or anything like that and was never clear maybe what she wanted to do. But she's really, really excited that her teacher thinks that she's good enough to maybe go to art school. And then she's telling um, Brendan Kelly about it afterwards. And she's just really super excited. And, you know, it's good for Donna because, you know, that could be her her thing. Then uh, Kelly and Brenda are talking and she asks if she thinks they have anything in common. Um, Both have, so this is, I mean, I'm just going on a, you know, she's talking about Dylan basically if they have anything in common. But um, they're both wearing these like shoulder bags and I'm going to keep an eye on this because I'm wondering, did they not wear backpacks? Did they just have like these like messenger type bags? um back then because we all wore backpacks and I mean some kids I think had some messenger bags but the two of them have messenger bags so I'm going to keep an eye on that um anyway she's you know asking her basically if they have anything in common and Kelly's making her feel better about it I think Kelly's trying to um be a good friend here for once I think also maybe she feels guilty but she's making her feel better about it the situation with Dylan and, um, you know, then we see Branson and Nikki talking and he's telling her about his college issues because, um, you know, he's just stressed that he feels that he's conceding to Brenda. Um, and then they start kissing and they're being adorable. Um, and, but she does make a cute point. Well, she's like, well, I don't want to start dating a senior just when he leaves for school, but that's going to be the case anyways. <laughs> so then... Brenda goes to talk to Brandon and she concedes to him. She tells him that if he wants to go away, he can go away. She basically wants to stay back because she wants to be with Dylan. And then she calls him to apologize about the night before. And he tells her basically not to plan her life around him. Um, But she, you know, if she, she wants to go away, wants to stay, she should do it for herself. Just then, as their phone, there is a knock at the door, and lo and behold, it is Kelly. He hangs up with Brenda, and basically Kelly just says that she misses um, she misses his friendship because they're such good friends. Um, I'm being sarcastic. They, they literally spent a few weeks together during the summer, 
and she thinks they're best friends. But hey, Dylan always says they knew each other since kindergarten, which is just, again, complete bullshit. But um, she says, you know, yep, that they're, they're, they, she misses their friendship. And, you know, basically they're the only two, they have that in common, that they're the only two that's not crazy about going to college. As I said, um, I think it's very forced. I just, it's so funny because... It it's clearly I'm watching it, I'm seeing it forced. When I was watching it, when it was on in the air, like I, I was rooting for Kelly and Dylan. And I, I don't know why. I mean, I, I think I was young, I was 10 here, uh, that it was forced. And you're supposed supposed to want them together because they're forcing it and I think there was a lot of stuff going on with Shannon behind the scenes maybe that they're forcing it too it's just um now watching it as an adult I don't like Kelly and Dylan and I am 100% team Brenda and Dylan I think I realized that um you know a long time ago but it's it's funny I have friends and I don't I don't know if I believe it because I don't they were like all about Kelly and Dylan and everyone was but they was like nope I I was always Brenda Brenda and Dylan I I think they were really really pushing the Kelly and Dylan thing that people just were going for it but you know at the time yeah I liked it but now it's like I hate it it's just so dumb and you know forced me but uh, then we see Jim and Cindy uh, basically tell the kids that they are going to take out a second mortgage and both Brenda and Brandon can go to any school they want. And Brenda says that it's not an issue. Brandon can go anywhere he wants because she's applying to California University. And then Brandon in turn says, well, so am I. So they both say they are going to, you know go to California University, as I said before, I am very unclear if that's USC or whatnot, but that's where they say they are applying to school. Then Andrea has another dream, and again, this time, um, she gets across the tightrope, even though, you know, Gil tried to prevent it from her. She kicks him in the face and says, hasta la vista, baby. Hasta la vista, baby. I clearly, 1992, I believe, no, 91, is when Terminator 2 came out, and that line is from that movie. So, a uh, little reference to Terminator 2, because I guess people were saying that then. So then, um, in school the next day, she tells uh, Mr. Myers that she is applying to Yale, despite his not supporting her and he tells her that he thinks it's terrific and she's exactly who they're looking for and he will be happy to write a letter of recommendation for her so you know Gil just gets to her in a way that you know she just she allows it she's Andrea but he is being supportive then um Steve at school he um He sneaks, so this is coming back to what I originally said with the maintenance guy. He goes to the the maintenance office to ask him for something, um, but then he puts gum kind of in the lock so he can kind of sneak in later. So later that night, um, he goes into the maintenance room, 
but I am questioning how he got into the school because the master key didn't work. So he got into the school with, I don't know how, but then he goes to the maintenance office and it's open because of the gum he put there. He goes to snag a master key from the maintenance man because he's got a list of keys on the wall, you know, a bunch of keys on the wall. And then the lights turn on and it's the maintenance guy. And he tells him that, uh, you know, he's not the first person to try to get his hands on that key. And he basically wants to pay him off. Steve says, you know, he'll give him money. And um, he takes the money, but he basically mentions to him, you know, I know you kids uh, trying to get that legacy key. So the maintenance guy knew all about it, but Steve's going to pay him off so he won't tell on him. Then uh, the end of the episode, we see David is in the bathroom. Kelly comes in wearing a robe. She says she needs to apologize to him. And she, uh, you know has some ideas maybe they should make a bathroom schedule and he says it was just an accident and then she jokingly starts like she's going to take off her robe for him and he uh you know is kind of freaking out a little bit but then when she takes off her robe we see she's make wearing pjs and just made a big joke about it so that is it and that's where we leave this episode So now for the fun facts and trivia part. Um, so the only thing I really had was, so apparently Gil Myers was originally cast as Rick. Rick was played by Dean Cain, the guy that we saw Brenda meet with while they were in Paris. And I found that to be interesting. Um, they ended up obviously going with Dean Cain and using uh, Mark Kiley, who plays Gil Myers as uh Gill, but it just it doesn't seem to fit I mean that's probably why I also was curious because I'm like he looks a lot older um so I looked it up and so Dean Kane was 26 um at the time and Mark Kiley was 29 possibly he looked a little bit older because of the beard um I don't know if they would have had him shave but I didn't really um I couldn't I couldn't see him in the role for some reason. I thought that was interesting that originally they were going to have him play uh, play Rick. Um, but it, it seems it worked out, I think, because I believe we saw, we see Mark Kylie in a lot more episodes than we saw uh, Dean Kane. So that was it. Um, that's it for the fun facts and trivia. So we'll be back next time with season three, episode 10 called Home and Away. Uh, thanks for listening. If you want to uh, reach out and, you know, talk to me, maybe you want to join me on an episode, feel free to DM me on Twitter at the Sam Lev or on Instagram at samlev28. Uh, please remember to subscribe and like this episode and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.